Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. The Temple of Geek Podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeky people from the Temple of Geek team. We cover all manner of pop culture and geek news, events, and more. My name is Monica, and I will be your host today as we discuss the Hamilton film that has debuted this week on Disney+. I have two guests with me today. Can you please say hello, introduce yourselves, and tell our audience a little bit about you? Um, Hi, I'm Alice, and I've been on this podcast before. (laughs) Um, I'm mostly just online uh, as a fangirl of many things, but I really love Hamilton um, because I'm kind of a history nerd, and um, you can find me mostly active on Instagram, posting like geeky fashion photos. Hi, I'm Maddie. Um, I am the deputy editor and a writer for Temple of Geek. Um, I am a new fan of Hamilton, and I am really excited to be talking about it today. Um, I am a huge fangirl as well. I love Doctor Who, Star Wars, um, and most of my Instagram presence is cosplay. Uh, It's something that I have been doing for a long time, and I don't like things in a chill way. When I start liking something, (laughs) (laughs) I have to cosplay it. So, yeah. I think we relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) So for our listeners who may not be familiar with Hamilton, let's recap. Filmed at the Richard Rogers Theater on Broadway in June of 2016, Hamilton is an 11-time Tony Award-winning, Grammy Award, Oliver Award, Pulitzer Prize-winning stage musical. It was brought to homes around the world on July 3rd by the Walt Disney Company and debuted on the Disney Plus platform. The musical is based on the life of one of America's founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton is known for being a constitutional convention delegate, author of the Federalist Papers, and the first U.S. Secretary of the United I'm sorry, the first Secretary of the U.S. Treasury. This is your general spoiler warning. We're going to be discussing a lot of different aspects of the show, so if you don't want to listen to spoilers, please turn off this episode, maybe skip to one of our previous episodes, and come back once you've watched at home. So, okay, let's get into it. So this question is for both of you. What is your Hamilton background, and how did you come to find Hamilton? Okay, for me is I got into... I got interested in revolutionary era U.S. history um, back in high school, and Hamilton was my favorite um, founder of that era. So, so for me, I'm like I've kind of just been interested in his life, I guess. And then when I one of my friends knew that, and she found out that the that Lin Manuel Miranda was writing a musical about it, so um, I saw it very early on in the process. Um, because she told me about it and then invited me to go stay with her slash visit her in New York and see it. That's so cool. (laughs) And what about you, Maddie? So I have the like regular history background, I guess you could say, where I learned about him in high school, um, in regular, you know, U.S. history, a little bit in college, and then that was kind of my extent of my interest. Um, And when I found out there was, um, that there was a musical, I was just, in the words of King George, awesome, 
wow. Like, <laughs> like, okay, you know, great. Awesome. You know, there's a musical. I don't, that doesn't really super interest me. And then I think it was a year ago or so. It was you, in fact, Monica, who was like, you have to listen to this soundtrack. Like, where have you been for the last four years? Listen to this. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so then I listened to it and I was hooked by the first song. And then I asked myself, where was I four years ago <laughs> when this came out? And then it's just, I've been a fan since. Um, overall, what did you guys think about the film on Disney Plus? Just an overall reaction when you were watching it. I loved it. <laughs> um, well, I really love this cast. And I know part of it is because like this basically was the cast I saw um, when one of the early times I saw it. And then um, and I just like that one. It's it's just so well done, but it still has the feeling of if you were there in the theater because they you know did film it live, um, and I liked that you could that we also got like shots that no one would really get because they were like shot from on stage or behind you know backstage like the camera angles and stuff. There are definitely viewpoints that you could never get from an audience point of view. So in that sense, it was cool that it was also like a new experience, you know. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I when I sat down to watch, I was not expecting to be as emotional as I was. Um, overall, I'm pretty sure I was I was probably crying the entirety of the two and a half, three hour show. <laughs> whether, whether, it from, whether it was from pure glee and just like, oh my gosh, I get to see the original cast, or if it was me sobbing because it was, oh my gosh, this is so emotional and so sad. Um, so overall, it was just... It was such an exciting moment to be able to sit and watch this masterpiece at home. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think I had kind of a similar experience because for me, like my whole family loves Hamilton, but tickets were so expensive that to take four people to see mm -hmm. Hamilton would have been kind of like expensive. And I kept thinking, well, I probably won't see it in the like, you know, when it's out because I would feel really bad not taking my kids like they would be like, how dare you go without me? <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh, I kind of almost resigned myself to just loving it, you know, as the soundtrack. But so I think so much of my excitement was actually being able to see the original cast, which is which I just figured I would never see, you know, mm, right. And, um, and so I, a lot of that excitement for me was that. But also, I didn't realize Hamilton was funny. Because that doesn't come across when you're when you've only ever listened to the soundtrack, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so like, their facial expressions and mannerisms on stage and things like that. There was so much that I hadn't picked up on just listening to it. And I was surprised to be laughing so often. I was like, oh, this is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So more than anything, I think that was my general reaction of just like being surprised that it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, it debuted on Friday, July the 3rd. Today is Sunday, July the 5th. How many times have you guys watched it since it debuted? Um, I surprisingly have not actually watched it that much. Um, I watched it twice all the way through. And then the first act I've seen like three times because I, I stayed up the night it came out. Well, so I stayed up till midnight since it dropped July 3rd midnight. And um, I wasn't going to watch it, but then I like had to watch it because I saw it come up. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, I'm just going to watch like 
you know, one or two songs. But you know, you like can't watch. Yeah, one or two of course. <laughs> so I ended up watching it to the end of the first act, and then I was like, okay, there's that one minute intermission they give you. Yeah. So I was like, this is my chance to turn it off and go to bed <laughs> at like a sort of. At least while it's still nighttime, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's why I've seen the first act uh, three times. <laughs> yeah. I I am also surprised that I have not watched it more. Um, I watched it all the way through on July 3rd. Um, and having a five-year-old come into my room every 20 seconds um, kind of prolonged my wa- being able to watch it all the way through. Right. So the two-hour musical turned into like a three-and-a-half-hour musical. Um, and then I just... I felt you had a lot of intermissions. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so I I felt very tired afterwards, I think because I'm such an emotional person. And like I said earlier, I was crying through like most of it, where I was like, I think I might need to take a day off, like I'll listen to the soundtrack, (laughs) or I'll have like the song stuck in my head. But I like, I need to take a deep breath and just like, process all of the things I just watched. And so then this morning, I actually watched the first half. Um, so I have watched it one and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did the stay up till midnight thing because for us, like we'd never seen it live or anything. So we were like, oh my gosh, this is it. It was like going to like, you know, see Endgame or something mm-hmm. in the movie theaters at midnight. So mm-hmm. my, my kids and I, um, I have an eight-year-old and a 16-year-old and we stayed up till midnight to watch it. And um, it was, yeah, like it was long. So, you know, we were we were kind of glad for the intermission, too. But we went back and we watched it until <laughs> it was over. So we went to bed really late that night. But it was so fun. And I watched it the whole time, you know, at midnight when it debuted. And then I watched it again yesterday. And I'm glad I did because there was like a lot of things I didn't notice the first time around that I picked up the second time. So that was nice. But I agree. It's 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 so long that it's hard to just like watch all in one city. <laughs> so there's a couple scenes that I have kind of like rewatched again, but we'll get into that. Okay. So for Alice, um, you saw the musical when it was off Broadway. You're a longtime fan of Alexander Hamilton. You've been invested for a long time. What was your reaction to finding out it was coming to Disney plus? Super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I was excited when they announced that they would be releasing that the recording at all, you know? Um, and then when they moved up the timeline to earlier, I was, like, even more excited because obviously it's been hard, I think, for all of us with staying at home because of COVID and all of that. So it just felt like, oh, yay, this is something, like, I can look forward to that I know that I love. Um, and also, like I said, I, like, love this original cast um, so much. So it was exciting to think that like, oh, I get to see them again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that you mentioned earlier was that like, you know, you got to see it from a different lens because, you know, obviously when you're sitting on the stage versus the way it was shot, it's very different. Was there anything that you noticed in the televised version that maybe, um, somebody seeing it in person wouldn't have noticed? Um, well, I think it's mostly like the acting, at least for me, I've where where I've seen it from is pretty far away, <laughs> you know. So so it's like obvious, like the the songs and like the emotion through their voices and their body language is good. Is of course good and good enough to convey like all the emotions. But like just being able to like really see their faces and like have um, like the cinematography 
you know, heighten some of the emotions or like focus in on certain emotions was like, I think it like took it to another level for me. And it like, there are some things that like, don't always get me emotionally when I watch it or listen to it. But it did because I was like, oh, I didn't know like, that's what he looked like, you know, like the you seeing what they're feeling on their faces, I think really brought another level to it. I felt that way with It's Quiet Uptown when um, Eliza finally forgives Hamilton and you see Hamilton crying. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like just Lin-Manuel's acting was so amazing. And I was like, what the hell is this? I would have like that song was emotional on the soundtrack, but seeing the way he acted, I was like, wow, in a million years, I wouldn't imagine like they were such great actors. I'm sorry, I have one more, <laughs> one more comment. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, go. Because um, you reminded me of that. Um, I The big one for me was um, was Leslie Odom Jr. in Wait For It, which is my favorite song. But, um, like, being able to see his face in that song, I think, really took that song to another level. Because you can really see, like, all the subtle shifts in, like, what he's going through on his face. And it's like very nuanced and you can't see that if you're not like basically in the front row and able to see his face. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I think too, in that song, wait for it. There's like this moment where like the camera just like, you know, the timing of it like hits where you just close in on his face. Mm -hmm. And it's like at this really dramatic moment. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I have chills. Yeah. Yeah. For you, Maddie, I, you know, you hadn't listened to Hamilton before you had listened to Hamilton before watching Disney Plus, but not like all the way through. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, you'd only heard a few songs. What was your reaction to actually finishing the entire show? Was it different than what you expected just based? Because you'd listened to the whole first half, right? Right. Yeah. So I had only listened to the soundtrack up until Satisfied. Um, and that's just because car rides weren't long enough or I had a, <laughs> or I had a cranky kid in the back who was like, mom, turn this off. And, you know, <laughs> parents, you know, you know, that fight where it's like, it's just not worth it. So, okay, here's something that you'll enjoy. Um, but so I was not expecting to, so like what Monica was saying, how you, you hear the song and you don't, you don't see them acting. And so the first half, like, through up up through satisfied i knew the song so i could kind of like bop along and like sing along but it was different seeing them act so like with so like king george is like i am obs- uh, yes. I, I, I love jonathan groff so much i could sit here and talk <laughs> about just him all day um but like his little foot stomps in the song or like his spit that flies across the stage oh and just like his presence on stage just like took the song to another level or mm-hmm. you know seeing everyone and the song rewind like the part where they rewind in satisfied blew me away because again you can hear it but for me, who hadn't seen or experienced the musical, that song to me sounded like, okay, she's just having a quick flashback or she's mm-hmm. just she's just thinking about that night. Like I didn't expect to see it all happen. And then for them to be like going backwards in time into what, you know, happened back to their the blocking where they had it before for the song Helpless was just 
It was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. And then the last half, of course, was a complete surprise for me. So I I just found myself crying <laughs> through the whole thing. And then it just, it was amazing. And I cannot say enough, amaz- the word amazing enough, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just, it, it blew me away. It absolutely blew me away. Excellent. So these next questions are for the both of you. Um, you know, why do you think that Hamilton is resonating with so many people? I think it's it's resonating with a lot of people, one, because it has been in the, you know, pop cultural uh, landscape for a couple of years now, you know, mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of people have talked about it or a lot of people um, are excited to see it because theater is not as accessible as it should be. <laughs> so, so I think definitely there's a lot of resonance in that where people are just like, oh, finally I can like see and like experience this thing I already love to another at another level. And then also, I mean, Hamilton is like about like the founding of this country. And then we're having a lot of social discussions right now about those people who did it, but also about like the the ideas of what we thought this country was about and like whether or not that's playing out in real life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I think um, it's just like multiple levels of relevance is what ma- is making people, I think, respond to it, whether it's positively or negatively. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Where we are at a state where we are trying to do better and we are looking back at where our country started and, you know, talking about, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement that's going on and just like that phrase, this is not a moment, it's a movement, you know, is, are, is, is huge right now. And how, and how we are trying to learn new things, but also unlearn things that have been kind of ingrained into our, into our history and into how we've, you know, what we've been taught, how we've been raised and having this musical kind of just like, hey, these guys like fought for revolution and change well this is kind of the time for us to do the same thing right Um, so I feel like that's kind of what's you know sparking and I know like I'm not gonna throw away my shot is like is huge you know yeah and yeah and just like the idea of like legacy right it's kind of like what you do now impacts stuff that that happens later so what are you going to do with the time that you have right yeah like how how is my son gonna remember me during this time of, you know, change and crisis, you know, what is he going to tell his friends about and his family and so on and so on as to how, you know, us personally, how we are raising him, you know, how we are taking this time and using it for, for good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that given the current like civil rights movement and on top of that, the global pandemic that we're living through, that the timing of this release is important? Disney fast track the premiere of this. It wasn't slated to come out till much later, but um, they gave us, you know, they gave it to us a lot earlier than they they had intended to. Pretty interesting because I think when they announced that they were going to release it, like basically for 4th of July, it was because they're like, everyone's depressed and stuck at home. So it'd be nice <laughs> for them to have this. Like, I feel like it was more of like, here's a gift. Enjoy. <laughs> Don't be sad. And obviously, like the Black Lives Matter movement came to the forefront because of like all the terrible things that have been happening. But like the more recent ones that have brought it back into national conversation in a big way. So I feel like that changes. It's definitely changed 
the the feelings about it coming out right now you know obviously there's a lot of like conflicting feelings over it but I think it I think it's still good that it came out now because I think it does uh, facilitate like discourse over things that we should be talking about and discussing you know yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I, yeah, that's what, I, yep, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, just, it, it, it does help spark conversation and, you know, looking, and I know personally, I have actually been like Googling, okay, what was, what, how did this look in history? You know, looking at the musical, because like I said earlier, I'm not a huge history nut, you know, and so I just kind of took what I learned in school and was like, okay, that's what I learned. Awesome. It's, now it's not in my head anymore because I don't use it. But then bringing this back, I'm like, oh, I can look at all of this. Oh, these weren't so great things. Oh, yeah, that's right. We weren't so wonderful. Oh, look. And I can kind of like think about how we can unlearn and shift our way of thinking how this country was founded. And then also too, like you guys were saying, this was, I felt like it was a present because, you know, it's been, so, it's been so hard. We can't go to the movie theaters. We can't go to Disneyland. We can't go see the musical. I had tickets to see it in March in LA. Oh. And I was so excited. I was like, finally, I get to go see it. This is going to be amazing. And then obviously, you know, in the light of everything, it's been canceled. And so when I found out that it was coming early, it just, it did, it felt like, it felt like a present. It really did. And any artwork can be problematic, right? Especially when it's art based on our founding fathers. Hamilton takes a lot of like artistic liberties. And I don't believe it's meant to be like an educational reference, you know, but it's always important to make note of some of the things said about the musical. For example, some people suggest that it's glorifying slave owners or trying to make slave owners likable. Um, another concern that people have mentioned is that it's, although it's a very diverse cast, they're still essentially telling a white man's story. And so I think it's important to have those conversations, you know, um, I'm not saying like, let's cancel Hamilton, right? Um, <laughs> you know, it's still culturally, it's just, it's still a beautiful film. It's still a beautiful musical. It's, you know, it's an amazing story. But I think it is important to kind of like bring up those those things where like, hey, well, don't forget, you know, they're not necessarily all heroes. And I think there was a PBS special on um, Hamilton where the actors were asked like how they kind of like concede playing these characters, you know, many of them are, you know, black, you know, performers who are playing these slave owners and um I really like the point that they had made. Um, I think in particular, they were talking about George Washington when they talked about this and, and, and Alex Alec Hamilton. And they were saying, you know, people are so complex. You could have been this amazing founding father and this amazing, you know, person, but you're also complex because you were like a slave owner. Hamilton, obviously, you know, had plenty of flaws, which the musical points out as well. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's important to look at like, all of the aspects and maybe not glorifying, but like the musical says, just tell their story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the musical is definitely like for some of the characters is sort of like the, the like rosiest look at them, you know? And so, so it's like, like Washington, I think is definitely glorified in the musical. I don't think it's so much that like, it's trying to make bad people likable so much as trying to show that, yeah, everyone is very complex and very flawed. And right. I think for me, what like was what I liked about the musical and like why I was got into interested in Alexander Hamilton 
the real person to begin with was the fact that like the way the education like our current education system teaches like the founding and the founders is very um like distant you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like they're very like oh and then george washington did this and it was great and thomas jefferson wrote the declaration of independence and they signed it you know like they, they don't feel real you're like they're just these like they're old dead white guys from the past who did a thing cool you know like what does that have to do with me and then i think like why i was interested in hamilton um when i learned about him a little bit more in depth in ap u.s history in high school was i was like wow this guy seems like a real person because it was talking about how he like fought with everybody you know this is why he never became president because he was so like divisive right and also he's kind of an ass so I was just like, I was just like, wow, that's like pretty interesting. That's the only person who seems like a real person at this point. And then so I like that in the musical, it's kind of showing you that like, like that these people like weren't great. And even when they were doing great things, they like had doubts and struggled. Um, and again, I do think it does put like a positive spin on all of it that like can be problematic. But for me, I'm like, I think that's why it's like a good way to like a good gateway for getting people to at least be interested in history and then hopefully do more research and like look into it and then come to like their own conclusions about how they want to feel about like the real life history and what they want to do with that information. That's a really great point. And also, I think it's important to say, you know, Hamilton is not an educational reference. There are a lot of inaccuracies that they know that they portrayed because they were trying to tell a cool story. You know yeah, what I like, mean? So. Yeah, it's historical fiction <laughs> with based on facts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, wait, you you wait. You're you're telling me that our founding fathers didn't have rap battles when they were talking about like you know the Constitutional Convention? That didn't actually happen. <laughs> 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 so I'm glad that we talked about that. I do want to kind of now talk a little bit more about the actual show itself. And um, one of the things that I found really incredible and that is still blowing my mind is the show's choreography. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about the numbers and things like that? Um, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the choreography is really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Um, so for me, I know like my my position's a little different because I. I saw the show before there was a cast album, like before there was a soundtrack. So, so when I saw it, it was like, everything was new. Like I kind of knew like the life, the life projection of like things that happened in Hamilton's life. So in that sense, I like knew the plot a little bit, but um, yeah, I like obviously didn't know what the songs would sound like, didn't know what it would look like, how it'd be staged or what the choreography would be like. But yeah, I was like, I was so blown away and that's why when people were like well sh- I love the music should I go see the show I was always like yes because I feel like the choreography that the ensemble does tells so much more of it you know what I mean like I feel like it brings the energy of the revolution or like um you guys mentioned earlier about satisfied how like the visual aspect of that rewind is just so much more like impactful you know yeah I like it <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it was amazing. Like you said, with the you know with the ensemble in the back telling the rest of the story, I think was amazing. And then having like the little things where like when Hamilton you know is gonna marry Eliza, and he, you know Lin Manuel does that little like knee excitement, like little jig. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, I'm getting married. Like it just like little things like that were just like they just made oops they just like made me really happy. And so I I loved the the choreography. I I I, I wish I was a dancer every time I see musicals I'm like man I should have been a dancer (laughs) I know I'm like if I had any sort of body coordination (laughs) I would like to be a dancer right yes (laughs) you know what's so great about that is my son um, who we had already listened to the soundtrack tons of times when you you know we knew the songs but see for my eight-year-olds his first time seeing anything like like this on television and so the entire time he was trying to mimic the dance moves oh. of all of the the dancers and he danced and this remember we saw this at midnight he danced until he wore himself out oh like my he gosh. was wedding and then he was asking me how do you how did they do that sidekick it's like at one point one of the dancers jumps and it, the late her legs are like horizontal to the ground like they're parallel to the ground and she spins and he's like how does she do that <laughs> and like and he kept trying to do it and I was like you are gonna hurt yourself and I think we're gonna have to put you in dance classes or something <laughs> and he was like and then afterwards he asked me he was like when I'm a famous dancer mom he's like how are you gonna recognize me on stage because there's so many people up there oh and I was like oh my god <laughs> I, I really have to put him in my dance class <laughs> but like it's it's very exciting to see how excited he got about it yeah yeah you know for me the song hurricane on the soundtrack i liked it it was fine but it wasn't like a favorite of mine or anything and having now seen it with the choreography and the way they like actually like made a hurricane yeah yeah. like i think it's my favorite now (laughs) and the second time i watched it i was like what is this magic like it really yeah, like I, I sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it was so good. Um, yeah, I saw it. So I watched it again last night virtually. We like share. Well, we didn't share screens. We just like were on a like video chat together. But I had a friend um, who hadn't seen it, um, uh, and she she's only listened to like the first half of the <laughs> musical as well. So so she watched the se- so I watched it with her all the way through so that she could finally see the second half. Um, but when I was watching that second time, I was like, you know, just looking at the like ensemble more, like what they were showing in the hurricane. And yeah, it's just so interesting because you're like, yeah, it, it's such a great visual representation of like what's going through his head. Like he's literally rethinking about like all these important aspects in his life. They repeat one of like the dance moves from the first, the very first number when they're talking about how his mother died when he was young. Yes. Yeah. It's like the exact same like visual, but it's in the hurricane, you know? And I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> Something that I caught on the second watch that I did not notice in the first watch was during hurricane, you see Maria Reynolds um, like on the floor mm-hmm. and she's there and she's turning on that like rotating stage. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see Aaron Burr and he's like, wait for it, wait for it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's so amazing. Cause like you said, it's like his thought process, but it's a hurt, like, 
I'm blown away by yeah. the magic yes. and like who came up with that? Like yes. that choreographer is amazing. Yeah, and it's a whole and it's a whole different thing too with the rotating like the lazy Susan type deal in the middle oh. where yeah it's the like, turntable yeah where it's like they ha- sure they have to dance but now they're also dancing while this whole set is moving so it just completely changes the way that your body has to move to catch up with the thing that you're spinning on you know. Mm-hmm. It's just not to mention there's 46 tracks in Hamilton. Yeah, right? it's nonstop. Yeah. And that's 46. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> uh, that, that is 46 routines that they have to have memorized and perfectly timed night after night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, I'm blown away by the car- choreography of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what did you guys think about costumes and general set? Um, I like the set a lot because it's like very, even though it's very bare, I think it like, it's perfect. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think, yeah, I think it just like, it, it lets like the, the characters tell the story and it just has like enough there to like set the mood, you know? Yes. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And then one thing that I think is like, uh, something you might not notice and I didn't notice until like I read about it, um, I think from the set designer, um, is that in act two, in the background, there's more bricks like in the wall because they're building the new country now. What? Oh my. I have to look for that. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I know. I, I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, things like that. And then obviously the turntable I think is brilliant because it like, it lets you do like a lot in a small space and you don't need you don't need as much people necessarily doing stuff to make it feel really full and energetic because there's that extra movement happening. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I And you see that a lot in the, oh my God, I'm blanking on the song, the Skylar Sisters song, yeah. <laughs> the Skylar Sisters. Um, and that one where they're walking and it looks like they're walking down a downtown, but they're not actually moving. Not they're technically yeah. like walking in place, yeah. you know, yeah. like on the treadmill, but it just, you get that feeling. And then there's also a moment where I thought it was really clever. So the, where Hamilton in the middle of the night goes to knock on Aaron Burr's door. Yes. Mm-hmm. All it is is like a light and you get this illusion. Like it's like a little lamp in the corner that it's like a porch light or something. Right. Yes. right? Yeah. And that's all it is. But it, I was like, wow, like every piece of that stage matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they did such a good job with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like what Alice said. It like the characters and the actors got to tell the story and it, there it wasn't a lot of distraction on stage because I think it is ultimately such an intense emotional story that if there was a lot happening on the stage, you wouldn't be able to focus on, you know, their, 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 their facial expressions um, or, you know, how they're moving and talking to each other. And I do love that, like the ensemble while they're dancing as moving set pieces around where they're like tossing chairs to each other or they're, pulling out a table putting the table back and it's just such quick scene changes that you have to really be watching for them but they also like go with the song so yeah everything just works together so well and the costumes are very pretty They're beautiful beautiful <laughs> i was They're like wait very- we're supposed to talk about costumes yeah. too <laughs> no and you know what's so funny is that one point i was thinking 
Angelica Schuyler is like bolting out a song, right? Right. And I'm thinking, how is she breathing in corsets and walking and dancing in heels? Because she's wearing heels. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the, What physical endurance does she have to have to be able to do all that? Because yeah. singing itself is exhausting. Right. Yeah. But also add the fact that she's wearing this huge dress with, I mean, like, as a cosplayer, I get upset for wearing my wig too long. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I really like the way the ensemble looks because it's, like, very clean. And then it's, like, very easy for them to, like, like change costumes. You know what I mean? It's, like, toss on a hat, toss on a coat. Um and then, but I love since you mentioned um, Angelica's big dress in the corset, is that in the ball scene, like I love that on the women's ensemble costumes, the top is kind of already that sort of top, you know? And literally all they do is like tie a big skirt on for that scene, you what? know? Like the, their, if you don't look at their, like if you look at their costumes in, in the play in general, but then when you get to that winter's ball scene, if you look at it, it really is just a skirt, like over what they're already wearing. You know what? I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, really, really easy costume changes, which and they're they're maybe but not, they still look beautiful. Yeah, that, that was yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like it does the job where like Hamilton just you know he puts on a green coat, and now you can tell it's been five years. You know, because he's wearing a different outfit or, you know, his hair is down instead of in a ponytail. Like, it just, such simple things made made it, it, ju- it just worked. <laughs> yeah. And I would say to watch the Skylar sisters' outfits because their changes are, like, really subtle. Yes. Um, um, Angelica, from when we first see her in Skylar sisters to, like, Winter's Ball, her dress is, like, slightly different. Like, the bodice design is, like, slightly different. Um, and same thing with like Eliza and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I, so I like the, yeah, it kind of like their the slight changes in their costume indicates like time change, you know? And then obviously by act two, it's like a different era. So period wise, the clothing is like a different period clothing style. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's that scene where they're all in black. Well, at least Angelica and Eliza are in black, but you get that just from their costumes, you get it like, okay, they're mourning. This mm-hmm. is like, a, you know, it, even their costumes are almost like a character, you know, they're yes. like a mood changer. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do you guys think that there is one number or song that captures the feeling of the entire musical, like maybe better than the better than other ones? Or I was thinking about this a lot because obviously I wrote this question. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about this a lot because I would like to say, you know, my shot is like the one that, you know, sets a tone, like because it, it fits for almost everybody's storyline. They're all trying to do something, right? right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was thinking that, but after having like the second rewatch and just thinking about Hurricane, I like, I really feel like maybe that one kind of sets everything that's going through Hamilton's head, everything that's coming to tell. I feel like like sometimes a hurricane is that song that really describes the musical. Like these people are just so complex mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. so much going on and they're living through they're living through a hurricane. Yeah. 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 Well like with with my shot, I I love how that line is in more than just that first song where he sings it. You know, Mm -hmm. where he's when he's like has to leave with Washington, he says, I'm not going to throw away my shot. And then it kind of carries through that theme through the rest of the musical. Um, And then ultimately, I don't I I don't want to say ironically, but like, you know, that's how the that's how his life ends. 
Yes. You know? And, uh, so, and, yeah. so, and so it's like that song like sets it up to like, he's not going to throw away his shot, but Aaron Burr is. I hadn't noticed, but I did notice that the bullet itself is a character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very interesting how they did that. And for our listeners that might not know what we're talking about, um, there's a scene where like when a bullet is like flying through, there's a an, an ensemble cast member who's actually the bullet and you see them like kind of like, I don't know if you can say carrying the bullet through, but it's it's really subtle and really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, yeah, I feel like my idea of what captures the whole musical changes, it's a little bit like of a, I feel like it's a little bit of a cop out because it's like the last song, one of the last songs, which summarizes everything. But I like the, it's like a, it's a tiny track, but the who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Because I think that's like, for me, I think that's like the big theme, right? Of the, of the musical. And because I think that brings back Washington's earlier song, History Has Its Eyes on You, and then like uh, reintroduces that line again of like, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Because I'm like, I think I I feel like it's yeah, it's like the big theme theme of this musical is legacy. So that one's always like, kind of like stuck with me. Right. Yeah, super fair. Great. Mm -hmm. Do you what is your favorite musical number? or numbers I guess because I know it's kind of hard to decide sometimes but um and why personally like your favorite musical number well my favorite song is wait for it so anytime I get to see it performed I'm like excited about it even though it's like very it's one of the very spare songs in terms of like choreography and lighting and what's going on Um, and in this movie like I cannot I, I cannot stop talking about like how much I love this performance away <laughs> for it. <laughs> Leslie was just so good. And I know part of it is like because I can like see his face and like like I said, I feel like seeing his face brings a lot of brings more emotion to the song because I feel like it's also sort of like an understated song. And I, I remember reading somewhere before that Leslie says like that's one of one of, if not the hardest song for him to form, perform every night because he doesn't think he can nail it every night. Cause he's wow. like, cause he's like, I think the power of that song is really dependent. Something along the lines of, I think the song, the power of that song is dependent on like, if I can get there emotionally every night, you know, like he has to be like in the mi- right mindset. The audience vibe has to kind of be like at the right place, and he has to like really feel it to like nail it. And like this performance that they filmed, I think he nailed it. Cause I I've seen him do it twice in real life. The first time I will say that I saw it, I was like, that was a nice song. And like, oh, cool. Like, I, I kind of get Aaron Burr a little bit more. But it wasn't my favorite coming out of it the very first time I saw Hamilton. And then the second time, like, I was like, oh, yes, that is my favorite song. But like this one, I think because I could see his face and really see like the nuances of what he's going through really, really moved me. Like I the first time I watched it on the film, I like I think I missed like the two or three tracks afterward because I was like still recovering (laughs) my emotions (laughs) of seeing him sing with So forgive me again, new Hamilton fan here. I don't know the name of the song, but what's the song where Hamilton and Burr are both singing to their children? Dear Theodosia. That one. Yes. That one was a song that I had not heard 
on the soundtrack because I didn't get that far. But seeing it performed became an instant favorite because it just was like their these fathers' hearts just like pouring out their desire to make the world a better place for their children. And, you know, as a parent, that just like really hit me really hard. And then that, you know, going back and hearing that song a, a second time today, knowing what comes at the end of the at the end of the musical, yeah. it just, it hits that much harder. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> but it's still just the passion. And again, it's so simple. They're just sitting there, you know, at a couple of spotlights, there's not a big dance number, but it's just, I just feel like it's in that moment, they're both just so vulnerable and pure. And I think you see the parallels in between, you know, it's that whole thing where there's more that connects us, you know? And you see what these, how alike these two characters are. They want the same things. And then again, it's politically like, okay, like we all want the same things, but how do we get there? But I think for Wow Factor, we've already discussed it. The helpless to satisfied duo of songs, I think is like one of the most amazing musical number sets because of like what it does you know like they're both great songs but then also yeah that rewind and like going through like all that choreography and stuff and I think that's like also the one that people are the most like when they see it the first time yeah yeah, Yeah. absolutely yeah I know my jaw hit the floor (laughs) yeah the first time I saw that too I was like oh my gosh what are they doing yeah Yeah. (laughs) I really like wait for it wait for it I think is my favorite it it was always my favorite on the soundtrack and now seeing it live I think like I agree with you Alice completely like wait for it is is my favorite and I but I think that it's my favorite because it shows how somebody like an average guy well not average because Aaron Burr was a genius right Mm -hmm. but um how a man who's just trying to survive right He's just trying to get through life can like take that step towards the dark side to the point where he like has shot Alexander Hamilton. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I I like the character study idea of Aaron Burr. um, And I think that song is a good character study because it tells you his motivations. It's like a really great one song backstory on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and it makes him feel like, I think, Alice, you had mentioned earlier about how, like, history is very distant. Right. But it makes – I think that song makes Aaron Burr so relatable and so real and authentic. And you can see why he made the bad choices that he made or he made choices that he thought were safe. It made me think, like, well, I guess there's, there's not, like, a – you know, we're always supposed to take this stand and take this stand, but like you can see why it's so hard to take a stand, you know? And so I feel like it gives me a lot of empathy, that song, because like I can see how people got this way. And so I think that's why it's my favorite. And also just lyrically, it's beautiful, it's relatable, it's, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then now that I've seen it live, I think it's Hurricane. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't before. I was like, I was just so a about it. But like, but I think uh, that musical number in the film, Hurricane, is probably my favorite just because the acting and just the choreography and visually, it's just mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Do you? What are your favorite characters and why? I love Angelica, <laughs> and I love Eliza because I I don't know. She just like in the play, she's just like a good person. But kind of like, I like that, like, I mean, Philippa Sue is also just incredible. But I think 
it, it's like it's like a nice I, I like her a lot in the play because she's kind of a, again like a more understated character and then put in contrast with like people like Hamilton who are very like big personality very out there by the end though it's like when you look at it it's like wow she really like embodies a sort of like quiet strength yes like a yeah, different absolutely. like a different type of fortitude than like all these revolutionary like men that we're looking at you know or even Angelica who's like like it's very easy to like Angelica because she's very very bright very intelligent and like on the level of like Hamilton so it's like easy to overlook Eliza but then like by the end you're like well like actually I know a lot more people who are like that you know who are who show strength in like a much more subtle way but it's still very like powerful yes to all those reasons yes yes I was gonna say well I think uh, Alice just hit every single reason as to why Eliza is one of my favorite characters (laughs) so yeah I mean it, it just incredible the way that they portrayed her and again coming from someone who doesn't know a lot about the history behind it and like who Eliza Hamilton was you know in real life again it made me want to look her up and find mm-hmm. out about the orphanage she started um, and find out like, okay, what happened after the Reynolds pamphlet? Like that, you know, just, cause you know, you know about that in history, but then to see it in a musical, you're like, oh yeah, that happened to this poor woman right. who just wanted to love her husband and be by his side. And, you know, oh, hey, here's, I'm going to tell the entire world what happened so I don't get in <laughs> trouble politically Yeah, You know, just to like, obviously we don't know her exact reactions, but I can imagine it would be a wrestle like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and just how, like you said, how strong she is, but it's a, it's a quiet strength. I love how you Mm -hmm. said that it's a quiet strength where she's just like, okay, well now, now what, you know? Right. And then she goes on to do amazing things. I think for me, Aaron Burr is my favorite character. And I think because so much of the musical is seen through Aaron Burr's eyes. So like he narrates the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. And I know the the musical is called Hamilton, but I think he does the most singing in it. I think so. He's in almost every single song. Mm-hmm. And you know, he starts it like, I mean, second to Hamilton, I think he's the biggest character. Yeah. in the movie. So I think um, Hamilton is a really interesting stud- character study on Aaron Burr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his life as well, because they've run parallel. And I don't know. I just, I, I really love the character of, Aaron. I don't love Aaron Burr. But I don't know. He's my favorite character on the show. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's, it's so weird to say that you love somebody that killed somebody. Like, right. right. It's, it's like being a fan of like Darth Vader or something, but like, <laughs> It's just, you know, I, I'm really interested in Aaron Burr as a character in the musical and just, you know, seeing his story played out. I think my other favorite character is definitely Angelica, because I think that she, had she been a man in that time, she would have done so much more. Right. And it's just, you know, it's really interesting to see what this, to think about what this country would have been like if, you know, women like Angelica Schuyler had been at the forefront. I think Angelica and Aaron Burr are definitely my favorite characters, though I super, super love Eliza. 
I know characters and performers are kind of different, right? Yeah. They're not like the same one. Do you guys have a favorite performer? I love Leslie, obviously. <laughs> but oh, I guess we have to talk about David Diggs. Oh, okay, my gosh. Yes, yes. All day. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. He's just like, it's like his stage presence is just like, He's like so charismatic, comes out here and you're like, who is this man? I love him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page on that. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's definitely one of my favorites. And again, I had no idea that multiple people played multiple parts in this, mm-hmm. in this musical. So when he, you know, first of all, is rapping with a French accent. Hello. I mean, yes. incredible. And then, you know, um, and then all of a sudden Thomas Jefferson takes the stage. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Wait, that's <laughs> Lafayette. What? And it just like it was incredible to see how he went from playing basically Hamilton's like best friend to, hey, I'm the guy who's going to ruin your political career. Like, yeah, complete opposite characters, just phenomenal acting, amazing performance, and also and both yeah. so still so, um, yeah, sorry, didn't do no, you're, no, you're fine. Still, still so like charismatic, right? Yes. You're like likable, yeah, like yeah. Thomas Jefferson is not cool, is like not is definitely played as like this guy is gonna be like the antagonist to Hamilton, but. But you're still like, oh my gosh, but like David is so entertaining to watch, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say too. Like, you don't like the person he's playing. You like him, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of how it is with me and King George. I don't like King George, but I'm obsessed with Jonathan Groff's performance. <laughs> like he, it just, and then during the song, um, Oh my gosh, again, I'm really bad with the song names, but First Burn or Burn something, what's that song called where Eliza finds out about the pamphlets? It's called Burn. Burn. And he's sitting off to the side, like watching and like all giddy, like, ooh, look, the country's already falling apart. Like, just. <laughs> oh, that's in the Reynolds pamphlet. Yes, yeah. Yes, okay, that he's one. sitting there to the side. Yes. Yeah. And, and like, he is like, you know, the ensemble again comes out and he, like, what? What's happening? I, you know, mm-hmm. it just, his presence on stage just is 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 probably my favorite really close to to david diggs absolutely yeah uh, he, I, he i'm glad like I, I totally forgot to mention him earlier when we were talking about like the difference like when you like the difference from hearing it versus seeing it yeah is, yeah king yeah. george i think is definitely a different one because um yeah because the performance adds so much to it because it's like the song is funny yeah but like when you watch like all the like physical like comedy aspects of it like he doesn't blink yes (laughs) i noticed my son called him a creepy puppet he was like he looks like those marionettes you know like like he's like no he hated it (laughs) (laughs) yeah he just was like staring into the audience and then all of a sudden his head turns and you're just like whoa hello you know and then the little foot stomp when the light turns blue when he's yeah, like he, upset i'm like yeah, okay he, it's so funny <laughs> yeah and again it's seeing it versus hearing it cuz you're right the songs are funny you know and it's like awesome wow but then to see him say it and like not again not blink but stand there with this like kingly presence was was uh, was just so cool so cool yeah <laughs> Um, I think Debbie Diggs definitely is my favorite performer. And one thing that I notice is like how freaking physical he is. And I can't get over how physically fit these 
dancers are and these performers are mm-hmm. because there's one scene where um you know they're about to you know introduce uh lafayette yeah all the performers are kind of like covering him and he jumps off a table yes mm-hmm. and like physically like that's a high freaking jump and then to <laughs> land it like you know and like and then he goes into this full dance move and then even in like what did i miss like his his stage presence his dancing his everything like combined like the facial expressions and everything i just think he's one of the most talented people on the planet i've never been like so impressed by somebody's like physical performance before yes and Mm -hmm. like i've been to tons of musicals there's just something about him like like he could just i would pay to just watch him on stage and just him like yeah. I would, I would totally like one man show with David Diggs. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Sign, sign me up, he please. Just has that 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 sparkle, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's so funny. Yes. Yeah, like he's really funny. So, and like, uh, there's the one scene where I really one thing that I didn't notice on the soundtracks. You know, there's that scene where they're like, oh, Angelica's coming all the way from London. And they're like, damn. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you hear that in the soundtrack, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But it's different when it's live. And they like, it's even like, it's like a bigger bass drop or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden it's like, damn. And I'm like, dude, this is funny. Like, this is so yeah. funny. Like, and and just all of, you know, Thomas Jefferson, W. Diggs, like facial expressions and everything are like, they cracked me up. So I think hands down, I don't. David Diggs is my favorite performer. The other one would probably be Angelica because, like, there's a scene where I think it's Quiet Uptown, and yeah, it's Quiet Uptown, and she's she's crying while she's singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was so moved by that, and I'm like, she's crying. How does she do this crying like night after night, show after yeah. show? Mm-hmm. Just cry while she sings it, and like, I think. I think it's her crying that like gets me every time. And I'm just like, oh, these people are so real. Yeah. And uh, so I think those two are definitely my favorite like performers. Mm-hmm. Um, in the so, you know, we talked a little bit about like, uh, you know, characters playing more than one. Or, I'm sorry, performers playing more than one character on the show. So we have like, you know, um, Jasmine Jones, who plays Peggy Schuyler, but she's also Mariah Reynolds. David Diggs is Marquis de Lafayette, but also Jefferson. And then you see, um, I blanked on his name for a second, um, Anthony Ramos. He's uh, John Lawrence and also Philip Hamilton. And so did you guys have any favorites or anything for the people that played two characters? Like, did you like one of their characters more than the other? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I liked... um... I mean, I, I I love like the way they play both of them. Um, Anthony Ramos as nine year old Philip cracks me up <laughs> every right? freaking time. Um, you know, or it's just like it's just it can't be helped, but it's just so funny. You're like that is the biggest nine year old I've ever seen. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, He's taller than Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Well, so my sister, my sister reminded me of this because. Um, um, like that's funny, but we've seen we've seen a a a a show of Hamilton where it was um, a different a different actor um, named Andrew Chappelle who like understudies for Anthony. So we've seen him play the Lawrence Philip role, 
but Andrew is like six foot at least or something. So wow. he's like taller than than Anthony. And so when he played the nine year old, it was like no one could keep it together in the, <laughs> in the audience because you know it's kind of like you heard it in the in in the film with Anthony. Like you can hear the audience like giggling. But like when we watched it with Andrew and he was nine year old Philip Hamilton, um, the audience like could not stop laughing because it just like looked so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, so I bravo to them for playing that straight. <laughs> there is um, a moment where I did not realize because obviously like having only had heard the soundtrack, right? I didn't realize that the beatboxing in that song where they introduced nine-year-old Philip Hamilton is Eliza beatboxing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny. I didn't realize that. So when I saw it, I was dying. And I was like, what is this? This is so funny. And it only charmed me more towards like, you know, Philip so just charmed me. So I was like, I'm sold. I love you. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Maddie, did you have any favorites? Um, I think I think both. You know, the way that the actors portrayed both was really incredible. Um, I think it's incredible how the actress who was Peggy and Mariah um, changed her voice um, because yes. I I didn't realize it until I until I was looking at like the cast. Um, and I was, because on stage, you know, she's wearing two totally different outfits. You know, they put Mariah Reynolds in red, which is a really great symbolism of what happened. Um, and so I didn't notice. And again, her voice was very, and Peggy is very, like, childish, you know? And it's supposed to be kind of, like, silly, I guess. Um, but then with Mariah, again, I had no idea. And I was like, hello, that's incredible acting to play a child and then to play you know, this mistress woman, um, mm-hmm. you know, is, is incredible. And I think they, those, those who had two parts did them exceptionally well. Yeah. They had really great range. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't have a favorite. They all did so good. <laughs> um, oh, I also just want to bring up, um, Oak, Oak, Ona, yes. Ona Goen, who played, um, who, who played James Madison and Hercules Mulligan. Yes. Like that one's pretty crazy too, because, um, Cause I feel like, like, I think, I feel like with like, um, Lafayette and Jefferson, they kind of have like the same energy level, you know what I mean? When they're like on stage, but like for Hercules Mulligan and and then to, and then to change to James Madison is like complete opposite, like, like character presence, Yes, you know, cause Hercules Mulligan is very like, I'm a revolutionary, like out there, you know? And then Madison's like like very more reserved you know Mm -hmm. and like i just follow jefferson around a little bit yeah (laughs) and very calm too because there's nothing like um i don't think he even has dance numbers he just kind of walks around on stage and you see him as like the sickly guy who's like coughing yeah the whole time he's just very calm which is a huge difference from yeah Yeah, so like that range of like switching between those two is also very impressive (laughs) yes absolutely Excellent. So, um, the most emotional moment for you and why? That'll be the last question, guys. Um, that's a good last question. Uh, um, the, the end always gets me because it like, and I think it's like the, it's that whole summarizing everything and then the like surprise sh- 
shift to Eliza. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's just like, Lynn's very good at um, musical motifs, like bringing in like old themes, but like weaving it into like a new song, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think like, in that sense, like, it always like kind of gets me at the very end of the show. Which I guess it should, right? Because it's like building toward that, right? So that like la- the very final song always kind of gets me, kind of kind of gets me. And then um, uh, when Washington d- does one last time, yeah, that song always gets me like kind of emotional. <laughs> yeah, that's another song that was just like okay, whatever for me on the soundtrack. But seeing it live was yes. like wow. Yes. Yeah, Chris Jackson is like my favorite Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, for me, um I, you know, I had it's like it's like I knew the history. I knew what happened to these people. I know Hamilton died in a duel. I know that his son didn't live very long. Um, but the way that they acted out the duel between Ham- between Hamilton's son and I forgot who he Eager. was. Yes. The way that they did that with the lighting and then the slow motion and the ensemble just like holding him backwards just it it just broke me. It's like you know it's gonna happen. You know that his son's gonna die at some point, but mm-hmm. to watch it happen and as a mom of a little boy, I was just I was cr- uh, sobbing. And then the moment where they bring him onto the table and he's trying to tell his dad, like I did what you said. I did exactly what you told me to do. I shot up. Like I did what you said. And like just to see the emotion in Eliza and Hamilton's faces, just. Mm-hmm. brought me to this gut-wrenching moment and then the scream Eliza's scream after he passes I mean just it hit really really hard really yeah hard. absolutely yeah um I I was really torn between um so the whole second half is obviously very emotional yes um so I'm torn a little bit between um, it's quiet uptown as oh. far as like emotional ones, because it's, you know, this um, culmination of like, you know, all your consequences have come to pass. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Like all your, you know, you can say life is short, live fast, like, you know, just YOLO or whatever. Right. But life is actually sometimes really long and you have to suffer these consequences. Right. And so, you know, it's quite uptown is like this like, you know, moment of like, you know, dealing with everything and what your life has like led up to. But also like that moment of reconciliation between like Eliza and um, and Hamilton, uh, you know, it's like well, there are second chances. There is a chance you can move forward. Like all of your horrible things that you did don't mean it's the end. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think that maybe it's quiet of town and hurricane, the ones that really just were the most emotional. Mm -hmm. But the more I think about it, I think it's quiet of town is the one that's just the most emotional for me. Yes. Um, for, yeah, that one's a very emotional song. I was going to say for... Um, I don't know if you guys have listened to the Hamilton mixtape. Yes. Um, on that, like, Kelly Clarkson does a cover of It's Quiet Uptown. And I don't know why, but that version of the song, like, gets me 
every time. Like, in a way that the one in the play doesn't. And I don't know if it's just, like, the arrangement or the way she's singing, but the first I, time I heard it, I was like, am I starting to tear up? Like, it, you know, like, out of context. Like, I was just listening to it for the first time, the album, the mixtape, and I was like, what is happening? I'm very <laughs> sad. <laughs> and I get you, because I think what it is, is they take out Hamilton references, Right. And they kind of just make it relatable to everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I thought that that Kelly Clarkson version was version was heartbreaking, like horribly heartbreaking. Like it's a beautiful, haunting song. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, in case you ever want to have a good cry, recommend. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to get it out, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts you guys want to share before we sign off? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm glad it's out in the world for like more people to access because um, I do think it's like a really it's like one of the most impressive pieces of art I think I've experienced. You know, so. And I think that's like worthwhile to look at and discover. And but it's also totally okay if you don't like it because no, no piece of art can be everything to everyone. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think I agree with that. Like, you know, obviously it's not for everybody, but I am super glad that it is out in the world and that. You know, like you said, theater isn't always accessible to a lot of people. And uh, it's beautiful to see this art being a little bit more accessible. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, guys. Well, then this is going to wrap up this episode of the Temple Geek Podcast. Thank you to my guests, Maddie and Alice, for coming on with me today and to all of our listeners for tuning in. We appreciate you. And if you want to comment on today's episode or share your thoughts, please hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook using the the handle Temple of Geek. Um, If my guests want to share where they can be reached at, uh, this would be a good point. Um, Again, I'm Alice. Um, I am on Instagram at akangaroo. So it's A-K-A-N-G-A-R-U. And I'm also on Twitter at just at kangaroo. So without the A in the front. And um, I am also on Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram handle is Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E underscore Whovian, W-H-O-V-I-A-N. And then my Twitter handle is just Mad Whovian. So with the underscore, oh. yeah. So it's Mad underscore Whovian. Um, it's a little play on my name. So, <laughs> so that's I like right. it. She's not yeah. a mad I'm not Whovian. Mad. Like, I, she's not a piss. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for coming on. If anybody is interested in checking out some of our other shows, head over to templeofgeek.com. There you will find all sorts of stuff that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.